Welcome to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Callie O'Connor. I've gone from career burnout to taking multiple career breaks, scoring several remote jobs, and even starting my own business while traveling to over 80 countries. The one thing that held me back from starting sooner is that I didn't believe it was possible for me. I wasn't aware that travel could become part of my lifestyle. Through this podcast, I'm so excited to share with you the travel possibilities that are out there for you. In season three, we're talking all about travel jobs. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Travel Possibilities podcast. I am so excited to introduce today's guest and travel job. So today I'm speaking with Angela Lewis about professional basketball abroad. How cool is that? So Angela is a former professional basketball player author, and entrepreneur. She is the CEO of ALA Public Relations, a boutique firm that focuses on helping consultants, coaches, and experts share their message globally. The team is passionate about making dynamic connections for their clients. So as an athlete and author, Angela received significant media attention, which fueled her desire to help others understand what it takes to build authentic connections and grow their businesses. So basketball gave her the opportunity to live abroad in Germany and travel, and now she lives as a digital nomad in Colombia. So our conversation is a good one. I'm not even going to talk anymore. I'm going to just play the episode. Thanks for being here. Angela, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat. Yay. So to kick us off, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background, and then we will dive into your travel job. Sure. So my name is Angela Lewis. I'm the owner of ALA Public Relations. We are a boutique PR firm that helps leaders and experts get booked on podcasts and share their stories and experiences. I'm also a former professional basketball player, coach, and author. Amazing. So thank you for that, and thanks for being here. So the travel job we're talking about today is your professional basketball career. So can you take us back to when you started playing basketball? Absolutely. So I am six foot one inches tall, and I have been this tall since I was 12 years old. (laughs) And so you can imagine just how awkward I felt being around everyone who was significantly smaller than me at 12 years old. And I started playing basketball then. And at first, it started just in the backyard with my older brothers. And one day, I was walking into Blockbuster Video. That's how old I am. (laughs) So I was walking into a store, and there was this coach who saw me and asked me to be a part of the team. And of course, I said I could play, but I could not play at all. I was so bad um, because I'd only played in the backyard. I never actually run up and down a basketball court. And so... Um, I started playing at 12, built a lot of confidence, and ultimately led to getting a college scholarship at a Division I school and playing professionally. Amazing. And I love like just that little tidbit that you weren't great at basketball from the get-go. You got there. Oh, you learned. It's the whole growth mindset thing. So I love that. And so when you were approached and you started playing basketball, did you ever consider that you could have a professional career in no. basketball? <laughs> Not at all. It was just fun. You know, it was fun to play when I gained more skills. At first, it wasn't fun. But no, I never thought about playing professionally until I started 
getting better. And I'll never forget, I received my first recruiting letter from the University of Memphis when I was 13. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm good. (laughs) Maybe I could do something here. That's so cool. Like, that's how motivating when you're 13 years old, like already hearing from colleges, like getting thrown right into your future, really. Exactly. Not not knowing what future opportunities would exist from that moment. Absolutely. And so once you got to college, when you were of college age, what was it like playing basketball? Is it something you considered for your future at that point in time? Or was Mm -hmm. it still something you were just having fun doing as Oh, by the time I got to college, I was really set on wanting to be the best that I could possibly be. You know, first semester freshman year for any college athletes is the most challenging because college is so different than high school, especially at the division one level. You actually don't know how to work hard until you get there and you're playing against all of these other people who are super competitive. And so when I got to college, I knew that it was really time to put in a lot of work. Amazing. And so what are the options for a college athlete? Because I'm no athlete. I have no idea how that works. I wouldn't even know what you consider because you see in the United States, the professional sports, like how did you know that you could potentially go overseas and play basketball there? Great question. I knew that it was a possibility because I heard of other people who had done it. So I didn't know anyone personally, but in the summer times, you know, you go to camps and clinics and you talk to other young women around kind of what their plans are and what they've heard about. And so these stories begin to circulate around what's possible. I mean, we all know the WNBA exists, but there's only 144 players in the WNBA. It's a very, very small league. And there are so many more opportunities outside of the U.S. than actually in the U.S., So cool. And I love that you're saying like you needed to hear from other people like they've done it. So, okay, that's possible. And that's really what this podcast is all about. I mean, it's called travel possibilities, but everything we talk about is really it's hard to achieve something if you don't know the opportunity exists. Definitely. Love that you said that. So can you talk a little bit about what that process was like getting contracted to play overseas? It was very unexpected. I mentioned the WNBA because that was my ultimate goal, right? Like most college women's basketball players, those who want to keep playing the WNBA is like option one. I went to this camp that was for seniors who wanted to gain exposure for the WNBA. There'd be a bunch of scouts there. And so I was training really hard. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I didn't have class. So I was working out like four hours a day in preparation for this pro showcase. So I go to the showcase and I walk in and everyone's leaving. I was, this was the, I know, right? I know I was completely devastated, totally devastated. This was the first real like disappointment in my life, like crushing moment. I went in the bathroom, I sobbed, boohoo cried because I felt like I missed the opportunity. Well, what ended up happening because of that scenario is that I talked to my college coaches and they said, if you still want to keep playing, we're going to help you. So they contacted another coach who knew an agent in Germany. So to answer your question, what happened was that my initial plan fell through. (laughs) 
I never got to showcase my skills in that camp, but it led to me being connected to a coach who knew an agent. So I was connected to the agent. I sent them my game film. And then I had to wait like three months that there was this like lingering time because they're pitching me to teams and there's all these other people who they're representing. And eventually I was sent a contract and there was a team that wanted me. So they sent me a contract, I signed the contract and about a month prior, I finally got my passport. It was the first time I had a passport at 21. So I was able to get my passport and I was ready to go. That's so exciting. So just to back up a bit, out of curiosity, why was everyone leaving when you showed up? Because they changed the time. Oh, no. Yes, they (laughs) changed the time. They changed the time. And that was a real defining moment for me because I vowed, like, I will never miss an opportunity because the time changed. Or because I didn't confirm. So I take responsibility for everything that happens in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I, if you know how many times I looked at my calendar this morning to make <laughs> sure this interview was at this time, like even with reminders, I still double check because I will not miss opportunities because the time changed I or because that. I didn't confirm the time. It's like a beautiful lesson. And still, it worked out in a really unique, unexpected way. So like things really are always working out in your favor. You would have never known this to be a possibility, but how cool. Exactly. Yeah. So you went to Germany. Where in Germany? I was in Binsberg. It was near Cologne. Mm -hmm. And this is my first time traveling internationally alone. Okay, so tell us all about it. What was it like? Do you remember what you were feeling, what you were experiencing? Yes, I remember it all like it was yesterday. I remember going from having the worst travel itinerary possible because the team bought the cheapest possible flight, right? So I remember going from St. Louis to Chicago, Chicago to London, London to Frankfurt. Then I had to hop on a train to get to Binsburg where someone would pick me up and take me. No, I hopped on a train in Frankfurt to go to this other city called Bonn, where my agent lived. Then she picked me up and then drove me to Binsburg. So planes, trains, automobiles, all of it in this one trip. But I remember being so excited, so excited that what I worked for was coming to be. And I remember being so afraid. I had another breakdown. (laughs) And... When I finally get to Frankfurt, I try to call home. And the only thing I recognize on the payphone, or this, it wasn't like this traditional payphone, but it was one of those international phones where you put your credit card in, was the credit card symbol. So I put in my credit card. I call my brother. I'm like, hey, I've made it to Frankfurt. And I got my the bill, and it was so expensive. It was so expensive. It was very, very different. But I remember just the anxiousness and the excitement and the realization that what I wanted was coming to be. That's awesome. And so once you got to Germany, what was your life like? Was it filled with practice and games all the time? Did you have any sort of balance to sort of explore? Life was very heavy on practice and games, but being immersed in another culture created this desire to want that life all the time. I walked way more in Europe than I ever did. 
in St. Louis, where I'm from. I ate from the local markets. I was able to travel. We went to Paris and Sweden and Luxembourg. And so we did some traveling throughout Europe. I, I met friends who are now lifelong friends that we've been friends since that moment. And so the experience in Germany was was absolutely incredible beyond what happened on the court. Very cool. And how are the leagues structured over in Europe? Did you play other teams in Germany? Did you travel internationally within Europe? We played primarily teams that were in Germany, in the German league. However, we went to a few tournaments in other countries in Luxembourg and Finland. And so that was that was really cool to be able to visit other places. But primarily in Germany, but there were other teams in our league that played in what's called Euro League. And so they played more of an international schedule. What an interesting, it's such a cool opportunity. Like I'm, I love these interviews because I get to learn so much about something I know nothing about. So it's awesome. I'm so happy to have you on. So (laughs) can you talk a little bit about your experience playing in Germany versus playing in college and what were the differences? A few major differences is when you're playing in college, you're under, it's under the assumption that you are a student athlete or an amateur, right? At least back then. Nowadays, with NL ideas, it's a little different. However, in Germany, you're, I mean, you're a professional. The expectations are so much higher. The expectations to perform are higher because you're getting paid to perform. Whereas in college, it's you, the expectation is still to perform, but you have classes and there's more people who are supporting you, right? You have these cushions as a division one athlete and you have school, but as a professional athlete, you're expected to go in and perform. You're expected to work and work and basketball ultimately is your, it's your job. So that's a big, big difference than college. And the most obvious one, you're away from family and friends. And depending on the country that you're in, in my case, I was the only American on the team for the majority of the season. And my coach and most of my teammates didn't speak English. And so that, that was very different as well. Wow, that, what a challenge. So how did you overcome that? When my coach wanted to have one-on-one conversations with me, she would grab her cell phone and she called her son, Peter. I'll never forget his name. Like, I don't even remember my coach's name, but I remember her son's name because we talked a lot. So she called Peter and she talked to him in Polish. And then she'd hand me the phone and we'd be standing looking at each other and she hands him the phone. She hands me the phone and I say it in English and then he translates and it's incredibly awkward. Um, Depending on what was happening, my teammates would translate for me. But if it was like a really intense moment, no one would say anything. And eventually you pick up here and there, but just have to go out and play the game. Wow. I love that story because I speak with a lot of like newer travelers and they're always afraid of the language barrier going to new places. But this is the perfect example of you figure it out. You figure it out. You fig- And the quicker that you can learn how to just figure things out, the more confidence it builds in your ability to get things done that you want for your life. Love that so much. Such an important point. So can you talk a little bit about how you think your experience in Germany would have been different if you didn't go there for basketball? If I didn't go to Germany for basketball, I'm not sure I would have been in Germany. Mm -hmm. So a little context, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, grew up in the inner city. We only traveled to two places when I was a kid. 
Memphis, Tennessee, and Mount Bayou, Mississippi, because that's where our family lives. So we never went anywhere else. And when I started playing basketball, the world opened up. However, what has happened since Germany is that I now live in Medellin, Colombia, and without basketball. And so I'm grateful to have had that basketball experience because that led to a life now that's not connected to sport, but that's global and international and immersed in another culture. So cool. So like you really think had you not pursued that international basketball career, you would maybe still be in the United States now? Yes, I'm confident because there just weren't a lot of people around me who traveled internationally outside of the military. I had friends who studied abroad in college, but they weren't athletes. And so my world back then was very, very much centered around sport and being an athlete. And so the only way I think maybe that I would have done something international would have been something around like helping young women or some like something globally connected to helping young women. That's so cool. Like it's very interesting to ponder that just one decision changed your whole life. Everything. Everything. It's the possibilities. I wouldn't have known these possibilities exist. Wow. So cool. And I know you believe deeply in the power of sports and bringing people together. And can you talk a little bit about that and how it showed up in your experience in Germany? On my team, there was a woman from Russia, from Poland, from Romania, from Canada, from the U.S., and of course, women from Germany. And our paths went across had that not happened. One of my best friends today is from New York, and we met in Germany. Our paths wouldn't have crossed. She's visited Colombia a number of times. It's pretty nostalgic to have the international experience away from our first meeting. But sport is playing, right? Regardless of where you're from, people just love to play. And to be able to play together toward a goal really unites people. And so I think that sports will forever be powerful in that way for bringing people together and for creating change. I love that. And I think it's an important reminder for us, like, non-sportsy people, because, like, for me, it's play is something I've forgotten about when I got, like, so enmeshed in my career and things like that. I never mm-hmm. did things outside of work that brought me joy. And so what a blessing to have sports, like, as part of your career, because you're doing it on a regular basis. But what a great reminder for us adults that aren't so athletically inclined like you still need to play just go play go dance Mm -hmm. go try some things try some new activity absolutely we always need to play oh so good so you ended up returning to the states after playing basketball abroad what was the reason for that decision to get married which is a whole nother story okay (laughs) that's a different episode (laughs) for a different day yeah so I went back (laughs) I went back and got married went to grad school I'm not married now. That was a long time ago. But it was wonderful to just have had that international experience because it doesn't matter. Like when you have it, pieces of it always stay with you. Those experiences stay with you. Yeah, absolutely. And so when you came back to the U.S., you kind of stayed in the sports world a little bit. Can you talk us through your transition in terms of your career? Stayed in the sports world. And like a lot of athletes, you go from playing to coaching. Mm -hmm. And so I coached at 
a high school. We won a state title. Then I went on to a Division three school. We didn't win many games. Then I coached at a Division one school. We won a conference title. Then I went to a higher level Division one school and we went to postseason play. And then I wanted something different. It's like, okay, I'm going to not do sports, not sports anymore. I transitioned into working with youth programs taking kids on college tours, after-school programs, weekend programs, you name it with kids. I've done it in terms of kids' support, nonprofits and all of that. But I've always been kind of entrepreneurial, right? I've always wanted to, I've published books and wanted to um, help inspire young women and and be on podcasts. And so I've, I've always done those things to use my voice to help connect people and inspire others which led to the business I have now. I love that. And so can you talk a little bit more about the business you have now and how you got started doing that and just what led you to where you are today? Yes, sure. So the business I have now is ALA Public Relations, and we connect service-based entrepreneurs to amazing podcast hosts to have conversations about what they're doing and the transformation that they're making. So I started this business because I understand the power of connection. And I also wanted to connect people globally to create change for others and to help businesses grow. And so I just love being able to reach out, connect, and help people have really important conversations that that create change. I love that. It's so important, especially given the state of the world today and everything. So I love what you're doing. And you're in Medellin. So what, when did you get there? When did you decide? And are you doing the digital nomad thing? Or are you based there? Or tell us everything. (laughs) So I came to Medellin and for the first time in December of 2020, you know, COVID changed everything for everyone. Mm -hmm. And like everyone else, I started thinking about where I wanted to be, how I wanted to live. And I knew I wanted to be in the mountains, warm weather. I had this like checklist of places I wanted to be, not knowing that Medellin was the place. So I came here to visit some friends in December of 2020. In addition, I came here to do a basketball clinic for some girls in another city. So this is this was such a full circle moment for me. So I came here, visited my friends, went out to Manizales to do this basketball camp, came back to Medellin and booked my flight back before I left. I just knew that this is where I wanted to be. Went back to the States, sold everything, cars, rental property, gave away clothes, I mean, all kinds of things. And March 1st, 2021, came back here. Amazing. And you've been there ever since. Ever since. Wow, ever since. I love it. And personally, I love Medellin. I came for a couple of months back in, oh gosh, 2017. And I've been wanting to go back. It's such an amazing city. So I love that. And yes. do you have plans to stay there? Or are you going to try other cities? Or have you traveled around South America? My plan is to travel more throughout Colombia. This country has so many amazing landscapes from the coast to major cities. So there's so much more here that I want to see, but I definitely want to go. There's so much in South America. It's massive. So I have a list of places here as well, from Brazil to Buenos Aires, to Chile, to Peru, Ecuador, Galapagos. I mean, there's so much here to see. Yes. I'm just like, 
I just feel excited talking about travel. So that is so exciting. I'm so happy for you. And is there more about your business that you want to tell us about um, and where we can find you online? Yes. So if someone is a service-based entrepreneur, right? so we're talking about people who are creating change for others. This could be coaches, consultants, leadership development coaches would love to chat with you to see if it's a good fit for us. So you can visit alapublicrelations.com. You can set up a discovery call and you can find me on Instagram, Angela Lewis underscore PR or follow our page, our Instagram page, ALA Public Relations on Instagram. So would love to connect. Right. I will link all of that in the show notes too for easy access for everybody. And Angela, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Before we go, do you have any words of wisdom or last minute advice for somebody who wants to have this sort of travel lifestyle, but doesn't know where to begin. Maybe they're a little bit closed off to the possibilities that are out there. My greatest advice would be whatever you're interested in, there are people all over the world interested in that. And so find a group of people who are connected. For me, it was basketball. The basketball clinic and Manizales really tipped the scale for me. When, I, when that opportunity came to me. So if it's music, art, dance, theater, movies, I mean, whatever it is, just find that community somewhere else and you'd be surprised how the world opens up to you. I love it. Thank you so much. And just with your story, it seems to have like unfolded so naturally in such a beautiful way. So it's an important reminder that like, if you just keep taking those steps in the right direction, you might surprise yourself with how things turn out and it will turn out well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just keep going. Absolutely. All right. Well, Angela, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate having you on. Thank you so much for having me. Everyone else, I will catch you in the next episode. Wait before you go. If you're eager to score a remote job or a travel job, you may be hesitant because job searches are so tedious. You apply to hundreds of jobs only to receive crickets. People often apply to as many jobs as possible, assuming that that will give them the highest chance of success, but that is completely backwards. You need an efficient strategy so you aren't wasting time and effort on jobs that you don't even want. Join me for a free workshop on Tuesday, December 6th at noon Eastern Standard Time to learn a job search strategy that works with your schedule instead of making your job search your full-time job. You can register at www.travelshifters.com slash job search workshop, or just visit the link in the show notes and get registered there. Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I would be so thankful for your positive review on Apple Podcasts so I can keep the episodes coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra tips and travel inspiration on Instagram by following me at The Travel Shifters or by visiting my website at travelshifters.com. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it.